We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Slop them up. Celtics lose their first game of the season to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 114-109. to That and more coming up for you here. On Green with Envy. What up, what up, what up? Welcome into another edition of Green with Envy. As always, it's your boy Will Weir checking in. How you doing? How you living? Joining me to recap the first Celtic loss of the season, an OT defeat to the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road, 114 to 109. It's my best friend, co-host, and the coach of our podcast, the one and only Greg Manakis. How you doing, man? Time to split up the Jays. Porzingis is overrated. <laughs> Trade them all. <laughs> 72 Dolphins popping champagne. There will be no team, shockingly, no team in the NBA that goes undefeated for this season um an interesting game man uh, so yeah it was a fun one though yeah we were talking about it before we, we started recording not the you know most crisp game that i would ever you know show to somebody as hey this is the you know best example of nba basketball but a really fun game a, re- a really fun flawed game right like it, it was a game where both teams kind of had their moment showed why both teams are obviously i mean i just tweeted this a minute ago are the t wolves the giant slayers of the nba 2-0 and against the nuggets and celtics after everyone's kind of putting them at the top of their power rankings uh but both teams had their stars out stars are making plays and you know we'll get into it here in just a second but this felt like kind of like the ant edwards game right now yeah ant was awesome uh he had his own struggles at times you know particularly struggling against those double teams as scal and uh our guy drew we're talking about on the broadcast you know it was cool seeing edwards go up against tatum and brown the the storyline of brown being edwards mentor uh it's just something i I just really like to see guys that can get up for those competitive matchups because you always hear like the old heads talk about like oh I'm, i would never be friends with my opponent like oh, blah 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 like you, you can still be competitive with your brothers and i think that's what this game showed us it was fun competition throughout um i know we're going to talk about carl towns at some point on this podcast we'll save that for a little bit that'll be uh, fun that'll be this podcast will not be all fun for for all celtics fans the part where we talk about carl anthony towns will be fun oh my god i cannot wait stick around for that, that but but before we get into the morning box score just just funny something that you said right there stuck out to me because as i was watching uh towards the end of the game there was a point where ant and jb where you could tell like it, this was i believe this was it was an overtime and you could see them kind of smiling but they're just being competitive right kind of mm-hmm. going back and forth and everything you just said crossed my mind there's some fucking old curmudgeon out there like this would never happen in the 80s look it's like yeah these two dudes from rural georgia grew up together like you know mentor mentee this is basically the less talked about brad beal jason tatum relationship yeah yeah yeah. like it's it's very similar to that so i don't know but it was just funny you saying that i had that exact thought in my mind watching it It was was when the Celtics were getting ready for an inbound you know down five with about a minute to go or so so you know with that let's uh let's get into it let's let's talk about this game here so let's queue up the morning box score the minnesota timberwolves take down 
the Boston Celtics for the first time this year. 114 to 109. We'll start with the T-Wolves. Mentioned at the top, this was the Anthony Edwards game. 15 of 25 from the field. 38 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists for Ant Edwards. Obviously, he's an ascending superstar in this league. Not quite there yet, but he's, he's getting to that precipice of getting himself into that conversation. Jaden McDaniels, 8 of 18 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, most importantly, 20 points on the night for him. 14 points and 12 rebounds for Rudy Gobert, as well as getting dunked on by Jalen Brown in this game. We'll talk about that. Carl Anthony Towns, Let's see, where was he at? Seven points. Well, where was he is actually probably a very good way to start this Carl Anthony Towns stat line. Seven points uh, for him tonight, obviously in a ton of foul trouble. Ten rebounds, fouled out of the game early on in the four, midway through the fourth. And then 14 points for Nas Reed off the bench, who, of course, Greg and I are big fans of, along with Scales, we found out during the broadcast. Let's go on over to the Celtics here. And the Celtics were good, just not good enough on this night here. 32 points for Jason Tatum. Did have six turnovers, excuse me, six turnovers, 32 points, five rebounds, two assists, five steals, 12 of 22 from the field. Jalen Brown, 10 of 21 from the field, seven rebounds, four assists, 26 points overall for him. Kind of a rough night shooting for some of the new guys. Chris Porzingis, five of 14. Drew Holiday, four of 16, although they did have moments in other ways. But for the Celtics, just not enough. They fall tonight, 114 to 109. You know, Greg, I mentioned at the top, this was a fun game, not a clean game. Nearly 40 turnovers between the two teams. 39 falling just short of that mark but you know when you look at this game it's the first time the celtics just kind of felt like they didn't always have you know everything necessarily organized the way they wanted to right and part of that is a little bit of minnesota right minnesota as we're going to talk about without carlin down the the team is just so much better without down it just makes so much more sense their defense their offense all of it feels a lot feels so much more connected but for the celtics perspective here you know, where do you think that this game was was lost? Um, man, I guess late game execution. You know, I think Joe did a really good job coaching tonight. I probably would have called um, a timeout during overtime just to to figure 110, out one ten one oh five at that. At yeah, that point. yeah. When, when Ant had the crowd really locked in and and you didn't feel organized, right? That was that was one of the few times that I felt like. You know, I felt me and you were texting about this. I thought Joe was great tonight for the most part. Yeah, he was awesome. know, I think it's a solid A minus game. Gotta be the shades. You know, who do you think who, <laughs> who, who do you think Joe looks like with the shades, by the way? Or, or what do you um what's I, your comparison yeah, for him? I, I don't really have a comparison. I just think he looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on Twitter someone put him in uh in an Iron Man suit where Tony Stark has like the the tinted glasses, but they yeah. made the Iron Man suit green. I can't get that out of my mind. That that, that feels where it is. But you know, going back to, to what you were saying, um, yeah, that, that 110, 105 not calling timeout, that felt like one of the few blemishes on on Joe's report card for this game. Yeah, but then at at the same time, you know, they played through it. They got it to one possession game. Uh, we had a chance to tie the game, and then, um, you know, we, we I forget what exactly happened. Um, plays are kind of running all together in my head. But the play that's standing out to me is the the last three pointer that we threw up there, down five, um, with the look from Hauser on the on the out of bounds play that just never really developed. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really understand why we rushed that three-pointer. I know we wanted a three-pointer, but why was Hauser throwing up a prayer with 12 yeah. seconds left on the clock? It didn't really make any sense. Um, there were a couple times, you know, the Horford play where he kind of mishandled and slipped out of bounds. Um, I, th- I thought that that late-game execution, it's tough to execute offense when you have perimeter players that are, that are going to get into the ball the way that the Minnesota Timberwolves do, knowing that they have Rudy Gobert on the back line. Um, Jaden McDaniels was was really a pest on the defensive end. I thought Tatum and Brown handled the pressure about as yeah. well as they could, but at the same time, that pressure definitely caused them to have some turnovers. Drew Holiday, you know, he had some really big moments on the boards, especially I think he finished with 11, 11 rebounds. 11 boards, big board night for Drew Holiday. Right, and he played great defense on Towns, which we'll talk about here in a second. But, uh, you know, Drew, he, he had that one big turnover where he tried to drive the lane. Conley got his hand in there, knocked it off him out of bounds. Like those were the moments in which it felt like Missoula probably could have called a timeout to set something up. You heard Scout clamoring to get Chris Stapps in the action. You know, when you have Chris, yeah. I, I felt like the Celtics forgot they had Chris Stapps on the court. It was um, weird. 
Yeah, it was it was very weird at, at the end of the game. Like I thought, Gobert play, Gobert was the best I've seen him in a long time. I thought he played great defense on Porzingis, but mm-hmm. we didn't involve him in the action enough. We didn't get Porzingis up, uh, you know, high pick and roll. We were running that double. Drag. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about because we left the the opening because really, you know, it's been a couple of games and the Celtics really had you know a tight game. Brooklyn, like it was going back and forth, but it never really felt like as as much of a threat as obviously this game. But you look back at the first two games the Celtics played and they went right down to the wire and expect. Especially in the New York game, which was the the first game of the season, a heavy dose of of JT and KP in that two man game that left us really excited. Like, man, everybody's so excited for Dame and Giannis, and it feels like we haven't really seen as much of it over, you know, especially down the stretch. Tonight, we didn't see it at all, really, that I can that I can think of off the top of my head. And I think that's for me what I was looking for is is maybe something to to that extent that you would see, but just just never really got that type of look. Well, I think part of it was Tatum didn't want to bring the ball up against McDaniel's pressure. He was he was giving mm-hmm. the ball to Holiday, and then they were trying to force switches with a three man game involving the the Jays and Holiday. So they were trying to get some sort of switch happening there, running like double drag and screen for screen interactions. But it's just really hard to get McDaniel's off of off of Tatum. And there was so much, you know, Gobert did a really good job on Porzingis throughout the night. So I I understand why they they were a little bit hesitant with so much ball pressure happening to put Porzingis in situations in which he'd have to make a play. Um, Because I felt like, you know, he, he, he wasn't handling the ball the cleanest on the night, but I would have liked to have seen them go to the uh, Tatum and Porzingis pick and pop a couple of times down the stretch just to see if we could at least involve Rudy Gobert in the action one and then two, you know, maybe get Porzingis an open three because I think he had 15 points in the first half, five points in the second half. He kind of disappeared in the second half. It seemed like the Celtics forgot he was there. Yeah, and and it felt like early on in the game, you know, they they made it a point of emphasis to to get KP some looks from three, just with the intention of of you know dragging Rudy Gobert away from the basket. And it was when KP was you know in the lane or you know below the the free throw lines when Rudy Gobert was able to really handle him pretty well. Or if KP tried to drive, he did a good job staying down, didn't really bite on a lot of the pump fakes that that KP was going for. But it felt like there was some opportunities that the the Celtics could have used to kind of penetrate and then kick back out to Chris Stapps Porzingis to get him those looks to get him in rhythm more uh and it, it just wasn't there they tried it a few times with some some two-man game with him and Jalen Brown in the third quarter I think it was maybe maybe second or third quarter that didn't didn't quite come to fruition but ultimately you know I I think I just look at this game and like we said it was it was back and forth Minnesota might be pretty good like I think mm-hmm. you know there's a discussion to be had of them being Better than like I, for a while in the offseason, it felt like the most overhyped five game playoff loss of all time. Like, oh my God, they played the Nuggets kind of close for five games right. and won one. But, you know, they are showing a little bit more proof of concept. And it certainly helps when you have Ant Edwards going Superman. And I think a little bit of tonight's game is, you know, the Celtics can't have everything go their way every single night. Yeah. Obviously, no Derek White still out, uh, you know, after the birth of his child. And so tonight, you know, you had. Bad shooting nights from Chris Porzingis and Drew Holiday. Jason, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum had good games. Anthony Edwards had a great game. And that was kind of the difference was Anthony Edwards just being really, really special and your guys just being good. And they had a guy that's approaching that level of, you know, I mean, as we always talk about, there's different tiers of players in the NBA. You know, I I think tonight's a night that I probably, I've, I've been trying to hold out that I think Jalen Brown and Ant are a little bit closer than people say. It's above that level of of Jalen Brown. It's it's seeming like it's going to be here going forward. I knew it was trending that way, but I think now it might be that time where maybe Ant has kind of surpassed that. And he just had a really special game. And then, like you talked about, they're supporting guys. You know, Mike Conley is maybe one of the best one of the best players I've seen at picking his spots. Just kind of knowing the mm-hmm. moment, right? Like yeah. Mike Conley, he only had eight points tonight, but it felt like out of the shots he hit, they were all very important runners in the lane, the pull-up three towards the end. Like he knows his role and where he's supposed to be and what he's doing. Nas Reed, a guy that we both love, Jaden McDaniels. Like this is a team with some real players, and you know it, it just wasn't the Celtics night tonight. I, I don't really have any you know glaring takeaways. I think from from this type of loss. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I want to push back a little bit on the Tatum and Brown were just good in this game and Ant was great. I thought Ant had moments of being special, but I, I thought Jalen arguably had had the best game of anybody on the court. Um, you know, Edwards, I think, was the most special, and I think his special moments are just so mm-hmm. goddamn loud and obviously the best stat line at the end of the day. But I was really impressed with how Jalen played throughout the night. Uh, he thought he played great defense. He gave Edwards some problems. Edwards did not want to go at Jalen at all. Most of Edwards' work was done against other people. Um, Jalen had a had a great floor game. He had those three turnovers, but his four assists were were pretty high level assists. Um, he was he's crashing the glass, um, hitting some three pointers. You know, three for eight from three. He missed a couple big ones in the fourth quarter, but I, I was really impressed with Jalen throughout the night. Um, I love the look also. he got at the end of the game to win it. That was that was a great look. Just didn't make Dude, it, but that was a great look. Very hard, very hard to shake Jaden McDaniels like that. And he left him like in a whole nother universe. Wide open three, just couldn't knock it down. You know, if Jalen hits that shot, then we're walk- we're walking out of this game like extolling Jalen Brown as being the best player on the court. At the end of the day, best player on the court has to go to Anthony Edwards because he mm-hmm. had the best stat line. His team won the game. He made the plays down the stretch. Um, but Tatum, I thought Tatum also had moments of being special, five steals. Uh, he, he didn't board up. I, I didn't bet the Tatum over on rebounds tonight. I didn't think this there was going to be a big You had a premonition. I did. Man. I, I just didn't think it was the right, the right matchup for him to get boards. That's uh, fair. It's a big size. team. Really yeah. big, really big Timberwolves team. But the, the last thing, man, when you're talking about the role players on, um, on the T-Wolves, man, Peyton Pritchard's got to do something. Uh, that's, that was one of my bigger takeaways. Yeah. Let's talk about him for a second. I think, I, I think this is worthy of it. And you know, this is another night where, you know, H- Hauser ends up getting a, a 11 points. Luke chipped in with five. And, Luke was you know, I, yeah, Luke was solid. I think even for Hauser, he took a while to get going. He hit those couple of shots late, which which really kind of saved it uh, for him and for the bench with, with some of their production. But with Peyton Pritchard, man, it's he, he's just got to find a way to start knocking down some shots. But I do think, I mean, he had six rebounds and three assists in 20 minutes. Like, yeah, he, he's finding Pritchard, ways Pritchard, Pritchard to contribute. But say that again. He was terrible tonight. T- tell me more, because I actually, other than him missing shots, I didn't think he was he was terrible. I just think he wasn't making shots, and it's you know, it, I mean, his defense is going to be what it is for his size. But you know, I, I didn't think he was terrible. Tell me more why why you thought he was so bad tonight. Yeah, I think the Peyton Pritchard crashing the glass is cool. You know, I th- he he's definitely past pesky and I, that's why i like pritchard is that he's always mm-hmm. got he has a really good nose for the ball but peyton pritchard's not on the court to just be a pesky offensive rebounder peyton right. pritchard's on the court to space the floor he's, he's not tj mcconnell exactly to shoot open threes there was this one play my brother and i were texting back back and forth about it pritchard's in his own head right now man and, and the it's not about missing shots it's about not taking shots he's 0 for 3 from the court in 20 minutes of action where he had multiple opportunities to to shoot the ball and he didn't shoot the ball he's trying to 
drive by people being overly aggressive going to the rim and it's like dude that's you're you're gonna get to the rim when people start respecting your shot and being willing to shoot the rock there's this one play where Jalen had an unbelievable crossover, drove uh, drove the lane. I think he threw a left, maybe it might have been a left-handed pass out to Pritchard out on the left wing, and Pritchard immediately passed the ball to the top to Holiday, who then swung the ball to the other side. That has to be a Peyton Pritchard shot. JB yelled at him right after, and he was like, "Shoot the fucking ball, dude!" And like that was Pritchard throughout the game. Pritchard was scared to shoot the ball. If Peyton Pritchard's on the court, he has to let that thing go. He's in his own head right now. The shots aren't falling, so he's not shooting. That's the worst thing you can do as a shooter um, is just not shoot the ball. When you're on the court, Peyton Pritchard, you have to shoot the fucking ball. And you're not gonna you're not gonna earn minutes on this team by being an offensive rebounder. You're gonna earn minutes yeah. on this team by running a really good pick and roll off the bench and to to make anything happen in those moments where like the ball's not in Jason Tatum's hands. How many times did Scal on the broadcast tonight say the ball just needs to be in Tatum's hands? Like get the ball to Tatum, play off of Tatum. We're trying to run offense through Peyton Pritchard. Maybe that's yeah. a, a coaching issue, but Pritchard was fucking awful, man. He was terrible. He's been terrible all season. He needs Needs to do something. The Celtics bet big on Peyton Pritchard being able to handle the role off the bench, and he's failed miserably so far this year. Yeah, I can't argue with the shooting. He's one hundred percent in his own head, and there definitely are shots that that he needs to take. And to your point of you know the worst thing a guy who's out there for his shooting can do is, is just stop shooting so that you're not even a threat anymore is, you know, Sam house was kind of a good example of a guy who kept shooting. Right. And mm -hmm. he made two big shots. Uh, I think it was later in the fourth quarter that he finally got it going and hit two of his last three shots. And I know we, we mentioned the the one at the end of the game was, was kind of terrible, but I, that was more just confusion for a couple different reasons. Yeah. But, I think he thought he got fouled or something. I think he was trying to draw a foul. It was weird. Yeah, it was, weird it, was it, it was a weird moment, but, but that aside, he hit, you know, either two out of his last three or two out of his last four because he kept shooting. Shooting, right because he mm -hmm. was he's been in other than you know the the indiana game when it was a 50 point blowout which you know you can get some momentum from it but really it's hard to say that always carries over when you're playing against a guy you've never heard of that's at the end of the bench of another team and then when you're in the moment of a crowd going nuts like it was in minnesota tonight and you know hauser was still in there in the fourth quarter letting it fly and he knocked him down and so i do think that's a good example and yeah you're i mean i i can't disagree with you on the part that if peyton's not going to shoot it's absolutely a problem. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to give him a little bit of credit for other stuff that he's done, but you're 1,000% right. If he's not willing to take those shots, because they're going to go down. Like I, I feel confident they're going to go down, but he has right. to be willing to take them, even if it means failing. So, well, he, you know, he, so the one three pointer he got was a wide open three in the left corner, and he 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 missed it. Is that the one when yeah. Holiday pushed it ahead and he was wide open? Mm, I, I don't remember how he got the shot, okay. but I remember he just had a wide open three in the left corner and he he just bricked it. Um, and then after that, he was scared to shoot. And yeah, it's, it's just like one of those things, you know, we're only six games into the season, but the early returns on the Peyton Pritchard experiment as the backup point guard, not great. And I think in the absence of Derek White, the last two games, we needed Peyton Pritchard to step up and show something, right? To show that he could handle this role. I mean, just think about, you mentioned TJ McConnell, uh, T.J. McConnell was fucking hooping the last when, they, when the Celtics played the Pacers. He was getting anywhere he wanted on the court. It's like Peyton Pritchard. Do you need to just go to the T.J. McConnell school of, of like <laughs> point guards? Is that is, like I would rather have T.J. McConnell than Peyton Pritchard right that now? That was like, there, Peyton, there was Peyton a Pritchard's pretty there, at one point very white lineup. The Celtics rolled out there at one point tonight. <laughs> it was uh, it was an interesting move early on. Svee Mikhailu getting uh, getting some run in there, but but I do think just overall here as as we kind of move move this conversation on a little bit, uh, the bench continues to be something to keep an eye on. Like yeah. it's it, it, it's just it's got to give you a little bit more than what it's given. We saw a, a very brief Lamar Stevens stint today <laughs> at the beginning. Some interesting calls from Joe Mazzulli. Like I said I thought he called a pretty good game, but uh, you know wasn't to be this night for the Celtics. Celtics, but but I think quickly, Greg, we got to talk about Carl Anthony Towns because let's do this it. dude. Let's have some fun. Here's listen. <laughs> let's have I'm, some I'm gonna... fun because Carl Anthony Towns, if he's if he's anything, he's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Here's his entire stat line today: twenty-seven minutes, three of ten from the field, one of seven from three. Had ten rebounds. All right, give him that. Three assists. Okay, seven turnovers, six fouls, and seven points. He's so a bad, joke, dude. He's a joke. He's so I, I, I don't understand how people are always like, oh, Carl Town. Like, I, 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 I tweeted at S because I asked who's coming on our pod later this week. Um, 
he he was just like, man, Carl Towns just make he's so he's so skilled. He just makes things so difficult on himself. I'm like, bro, why why do we keep calling Carl Anthony Towns skilled? Like, well, like I get it. He can shoot the ball. He can deck the ball. But like, if you just put anybody who can move their feet on him, he doesn't do shit. Like Drew Holiday is a world class. Enter Drew Holiday, but even still, yeah, right. Like, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, have a game plan other than shot fake, dribble to your right hand, and just try and battering ram your way to the the rack. This is what he does. He fouls out of every fucking big game that he's in because he doesn't have a plan. He just he's so bad, dude. I don't get why anybody would trade anything of value for. Carl Towns. He's not good at basketball. 100% agree. And I think it's the the funniest thing is when he gets brought up uh, as like a Knicks trade target because I think the Knicks are totally just holding what's out. The, for like, dude, the di- what's the difference between Carl Towns and Julius Randle? Like one's no, a no, righty, one's a lefty. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, like one's a no, righty, one's a lefty. No, or have seen on Twitter that like covers the Knicks that we've become like friends with. No one is into this idea, but it, yeah. like it constantly gets around. They're like, "Who are the Knicks?" Like, you know, it's one of those like aggregate, like clickbait type things. Like, is it Carlton? I was like, "No, we we don't want Towns." I'm like, nor should you. You have Julius Randle. There's absolutely no need for Carlton Towns. But at one point tonight, uh, my league pass stream got got messed up. So, and by the way, maybe not Bill Simmons' fault that he couldn't listen to our guy Drew. Okay. League pass was was fucking with me as well, and I, I wasn't able to watch the Celtics uh, broadcast for part of the third quarter. So I was watching the T Wolves when um. Uh, when, when the Celtics challenged the the call, the and one call for that yeah. game, I think it was Towns' fourth or fifth foul. I can't remember. Um, but the, the Timberwolves broadcast, you could hear it in their voice. They're like, he does this every time. He just hooks the guy and pushes him off. He's got to stop doing it. <laughs> it was it was it was kind of funny listening to how exasperated they were with seeing Carl Anthony Towns over and over again, and it was eye popping to see just how different. The T Wolves were with Towns out there, and versus like everything being centered around there, not just Anthony Edwards, but like McDaniel's, Alexander Walker, Nas Reed, like all these Kyle really, Anderson, Kyle Anderson, just who's just dude. Kyle Anderson is just one of those net positive guys. Right? It's just I so just, funny, just, like when, when you let's compare Carl Towns to Kyle Anderson, and just like all of the things that Carl Towns, like the skilled Carl Towns, can do. It's like yeah, but he doesn't have a brain. Like Carl yeah. Towns does not have a basketball IQ. Kyle Anderson has one of the highest basketball IQs in the league. He has the worst jump shot in the league. Yeah. It's so ugly. The Cornette Porzingis contest, played 20 feet off him. Cornette yeah. and Porzingis were playing 20 feet away from him. But like they're better with, with Kyle Anderson on the court. They're yeah. better with Nas Reed filling in and like running running their, their lineup of Conley, Edwards, Gobert, McDaniels, and take your pick of anybody except Carl Towns. It's just a better <laughs> lineup. I don't get... Like I know Minnesota, they paid him a lot of money. They have to try and make it work, yeah. but like they gotta, they gotta figure this out because it's not gonna be. They're not. They they have a really high ceiling because Gobert looks great, and like I don't, see, you know, you know me, I'm not a big Paul George guy. I'm not yeah. a big Rudy, Rudy Gobert guy. I've been impressed with both of them so far this season. Um, Carl Towns just like doesn't really deserve to be on the court, man. Like, did he do anything? No, I mean, I mean, I just read you the stat line. He did not do much tonight. He didn't did not do anything. If anything, he hurt. What's he like? I I know this is. I've only watched him one game this season, but like, this is what I see every time I tune into a Carl Towns game. I see this. (laughs) So like, what's he he done? He's averaging eighteen point six. This is before tonight's game. Eighteen point six, nine rebounds, two assists. Um Field goal. He's shooting. So let me let me read you. Oh, they they actually have the game tonight. So his last five games, 30% from the field, 50% from the field, 37% from the field, 41% from the field, 41% from the field. From the three-point line, 14%, 33%, 25%, 33%, 25%. Turnovers, uh, he actually hasn't been that bad with turnovers. His, okay, so this is probably like the Nadir. He's like a catch-and-shoot guy. He doesn't, even, he doesn't handle the ball that much. <laughs> it's 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 bad. If I'm a T-Wolves fan, I'm just like praying that Carl Towns gets traded. That there's some team out there that wants to, who, to who make Who wants Carl Towns right now, honestly? like I mean, honestly, there, there, there are teams. Let, let, let's who? be real. Let's there's, go there's through it. Who, who actually wants him? The Hornets would talk themselves into Carl Towns in a second. Why? Because they're the Hornets, dude. Like, 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 I'd rather are, have Mark Williams. I like Mark Williams as well, too. But there are teams that just for... Because listen, like he does have 
talent. There are lower tier teams in the league that would easily talk themselves in. I'm not saying that it's the right move, but there's definitely lower tier teams that for the right offer would talk themselves into Carl Towns. It more depends, I think, but, on the Timberwolves being like, okay, okay, are we going to take that offer, or what, or, or how how much can they play this out to get something better of value in return for Towns? Right, and I understand that there's probably a, a GM dumb enough to trade for Carl Towns, but like, just me and you talking, yeah, does he improve any team that he gets traded to? Like, honestly, I don't think he does. It's like his. The way that he plays basketball, I I just like don't like watching him play basketball. I disagree with most of the decisions that he makes on the court. He's that's constantly... a big barometer for me and you when we watch basketball. It's just like, do I agree with the decisions that this person <laughs> makes? Like that's like that's my that's a it's a very different player, but that's my precious Achua take. Like, I, I get why people like precious Achua. I generally disagree when I watch when I watch <laughs> yeah. him play. I generally disagree with almost every decision he makes. So and like, like I, I I get that it's not the best pairing. Him and Gobert was never going to be the best pairing, but. He even before yeah. Gobert got there and they had that fun team, like most of the decisions he was making in the playoffs, I was just like, dude, Carl Towns, what are you doing? You're if in he foul trouble. You're in foul trouble. Why are you battering him in your way to the hoop and just like throwing your arm off? Like you're not supposed to do this in this moment, bro. Like what are you doing crashing yeah. the offensive glass and slamming into somebody like a running back who like is trying to force his way through the hole? It's like what are you doing, Carl Towns? I don't get it. And like I get that he's skilled i get that he he can shoot the three and like he can put the ball on the floor and dribble a couple of times and he can make the occasional pass he sucks on defense he can't move his feet he's always following people like the foul he had on jason tatum bro like yeah you moved your feet initially well tatum had to shoot a tough fadeaway but then you reached in with five fucking fouls <laughs> and you hit him on the elbow and then complained to the referee and we're saying like oh you almost ripped your shorts off on the court you fouled him dude because you're not a smart basketball player and i feel bad because like i do i I'm, I'm normally not this fired up about someone that like i don't really care about like carl like carl towns he's he's on my team i don't really care but i i like want the wolves to be good <laughs> i like want anthony edwards to have a good team around him because i like ann edwards and carl towns just sucks he yeah, sucks you go on this one man you're 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 into this one so i was just letting you go with it but you know carl anthony towns out here revolutionizing basketball you know it's just just what he does just what he does a uh, couple quick a couple quick hitters here and then we're gonna we're gonna sign off out of here uh rob williams news man ah, potentially season-ending knee surgery they don't haven't set an official timeline it doesn't look good whoa, 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 whoa. hold on hold on we got something we got something here I, I just want to, um, hold on. How do I get that back up there? Look at this. Look at this quote from Carl Towns. I'll do whatever it takes to win. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you, I just do, saw that up Do there. you need me to, to foul out and make really bad decisions to win? You got it. I'm your guy. I'm your guy right here. Uh, um, perfect. Per, I, perfect. I saw that perfect and I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect quote from Carl Anthony Towns here, um, but yeah, Rob Williams potential season-ending knee surgery. Just, just quick thought on that. Just, uh, just it's just it's just tough to see because you know Rob's. Is it potential season-ending? It's. I mean, they say it could be surgery, two to three months. They haven't announced the official Poor timeline, but man. plus rehab, whatever. Like it doesn't look that good. sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I just want Rob to. I, I don't. I just don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy, man. The way that. Yeah, the way that he jumps and the way that he lands, it always looks like he's not landing softly. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we always talked about, like, is he hurt? Every time he would land, it looked like he hurt himself. And he would have, like, this, like, almost gimp in his run when he did was going Did you see the play? How did he hurt himself? I didn't I see actually, I actually haven't. I saw, uh, I forget, I was doing something today, and I saw that he left the game uh, early with an injury. I think it was last night or two nights yeah, ago. Yeah, because I saw, I, I was looking at the box score. I was like, oh, he played 11 minutes and Aiden played 35. I like, did Aiden play well? And I looked at Aiden's stat line. He didn't play well. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had seen that something happened. And then, like, I think early, right before the game today, I saw the, I don't know if it was Woj or Shams that had it, um, that that he was going to need surgery. And I, I saw a two to three month timeline. Or they're, I think they're still exploring options of what it is. But either way, it just doesn't sound very yeah. good. So sad to hear for our our guy Rob was Just hoping up, that man. he could uh, hook on with a with a playoff team and make a difference, but you know this is kind of speaks to why the Celtics were willing to to make a move. You know, when a guy like Holiday comes available, and not to say this, you couldn't predict this would happen with the Celtics, but just have a, the history. It's a different knee, but just seems to be like you said something that that happens to this guy. Uh, so it's unfortunate, but um, no, I about, wanted. To, oh, go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. 
The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Should I go or you go? Um, I want to see... All right, I'll, I'll go, but I want you tell me if you're going to say the same thing. Dude, <laughs> Grant Williams is fucking balling. I wasn't going to go there, but yes, <laughs> Grant Williams. I don't know what it is as of uh, – they had a game tonight, so I don't know what – I saw earlier today, field goal percentage on the season, 55%. Three-point percentage, 56%. What the, the hell was Joe Missoula doing For last Grant year? Williams. What was uh, he doing? I like, mean, Grant deserved to be on <laughs> – we were shouting about it, like – Every game, like put Grant in the fucking game, and he just never played. Man, it killed me. Now yeah, he's this, now he's this, this podcast was was big time. Grant Williams, you know, we've talked about it in the last couple. Uh, you know, Mavericks with another win tonight, fifteen yeah. point win over the Magic. Uh, apparently, this I was selling this to to Adam the other day, or maybe it was maybe when we were talking to Drew. Uh, just 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 stop stop pretending like preseason means anything. Yeah. I, I read way too much into the preseason Mavs and how bad they were, and I should have just realize that listen once luca gets to be luca and like like i don't know that five and one is going to project them to all of a sudden be a top three seed but they're going to get to 45 46 47 maybe 48 wins just with just with luca being healthy like luca being healthy the right guys spacing the right guys on defense uh lively seems to be like an actual pretty good draft pick so mm-hmm. you know they beat, they beat i beat my on that yeah, the Magic, who we both really like. So Mavericks, keep on rolling. Uh, just looking around the league here quickly. Indiana, 152 to 111 over the Spurs. Just an absolute beatdown. Yeah, Spurs on a back-to-back, uh, traveling to Indiana after playing a home game. That's a tough one for them. Yeah. Uh, the James Harden experiment, the system. Malfunctioning system thus far. Uh, <laughs> the Knicks broke the code. Knicks broke another the code, guy yeah. that it's just like, the, I mean, James Harden's a better player than Carl Towns, but it's just like, if you're going to bring James Harden in, like understand that your chemistry is probably going to get fucked up for a little bit. And if they're, I thought the, the Clippers, they had nice chemistry so far this year. And like, I totally agree. I'm, I'm worried about how that's, I mean, I, Paul George two for 11 tonight, man. Paul George was out here hooping the first five games of the season. And now James Harden comes into the, into the mix and probably <laughs> seemingly looks like one shit game tonight. in you back, back on the Paul George hate train. Just cause no, 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 not even, not even. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm mad. Not, I'm, I'm mad that James Harden is fucking up Paul George. Cause I'd like Paul George. I just like yeah. often t- I think he's overrated, but there are times where I'm like, Ooh, like I, I mean, he's got a beautiful game. Um, it's just like people talk about him like he's on the same level as like the LeBrons of the world, and it's like no, he's not yeah. that good, man. All right, um, well, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk to you okay. with you uh, about it, just because we haven't talked about this at all on, on on the podcast, and now we're technically in the midst of it, even though the Celtics haven't tipped off yet. But the NBA in season tournament is here. It was a thing last Friday, yeah. and I saw that you had some thoughts about it today. I don't know who it was or what it was that sparked you to, to go off against the anti Oh, the old heads, and It's people so, that so I, I like. So so what 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 was it that, that triggered you? Because I saw this today, and I was like, ooh, I, w- I want to bring this up because I'm actually going to be at the first ever in-season tournament game for the Celtics this Friday. Come holla at your boy. Uh, I'll be in the building there for the Nets and Celtics. First, maybe the first ever game without the parquet floor. On the Celtics Maybe, home court, yeah. I think it might be. But I saw that you were triggered. So, so tell me more about what your thoughts were on the in-season tournament and, and what you didn't like hearing from some of the old heads. Well, the, people are just like, well, why would I ever tune into this thing? Like, what, what's the point of watching this game? It's like, dude, it's like, do you understand what it is? It's just they're trying to make the regular season like more enjoyable and to give people more reason to tune in. So, like. Are you tuning in to a normal Friday night game of like pick two random teams? No, you're probably not going to watch that. But like the the average fan, 
when they tune in and they're like, oh, why does the court look like this? Oh, they, well, they're doing this in-season tournament. So like anytime you see the court, because the courts have been a big thing of discussion. It's like that just <laughs> means- Anytime you see a court that blinds you as you're flipping yeah. channels, you know it's the in-season tournament, baby. Right. But it's like, it's it, they need <laughs> to like make it so clear that this is different from what you're normally watching. So it had to stand out, right? So like, I think that actually makes sense. But then like, if you grew up playing basketball, tournaments were a huge part of of your existence as a basketball player. You went to tournaments all the time from middle school to AAU to high school to college. Like think about how prevalent college tournaments are. Not just the NCAA tournament, but they have like the the classic to like the Hawaii classic that they do at the beginning of the year. Yeah, There's the always these tournaments throughout the year that help like draw interest people are going to tune in it puts a different competitive environment just naturally you're playing to win a tournament so even like you're going to try harder to win the tournament than you would try harder to just win a normal regular season game it's just human nature that you're going to compete just a little bit more like any tournament i ever competed in i was always like oh i want to win this tournament because i'm a competitor you know what I mean? And I think when when players get there they're going to nat- those instincts are going to naturally kick in more than just a typical regular season game. And I think it's I think it's a cool idea, man. And like what like what the fuck? Like do you really love the regular season that much that you're just like I don't I don't want this tournament. I just love my 82 game regular season. Like yeah, why there's, do- there's no down because it is part there's of no the downside. The, the thing is it's part of the 82 game. So there is no downside other than that one championship game that's not part of it. It's just regular season games rebranded. So, you know, as someone who I will be honest, my first inclination is to typically hate on something initially that's just doesn't mean it's always how i feel but that's yeah. usually my first inclination is why the fuck are they doing this, this is stupid like yeah. that was probably my original thought but then the more i thought about it, i was like what like this i think the courts are grotesque i think they're disgusting but i also think that they're also so bad that i'm now into it like mm. I, I think i tweeted it's, it's almost like a bad movie that i'm going to see specifically because i know it's bad but i'm going to take an edible before to enjoy <laughs> Like how bad it so is will, will you be on edibles at the celtics game no 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 i i can't actually watch sports if i'm really trying to enjoy it and, and, and take edibles that's not that's not how i i mix those two for me but it, i mean it can make you feel like it if you saw that bulls red court where you think the whole you know there's blood everywhere or the ones for uh what was it the pacers where it looked like they were like swimming in a cgi pool it was so blue like the courts are are really weird but to your point like i do think it Number one, it, it's got people talking about the in-season tournament because otherwise they just had the regular courts. How do you, you know, I, I think they could have done it and I think they'll make some tweaks. And I think ultimately the biggest thing for me is everything that you just said about how you as a competitor would react to this. You know, NBA players are, are a whole different breed because then you got the whole money and everything that comes into it. But I think ultimately if the players end up taking it seriously and they end up caring, that's all the fans need to care more. Like, I don't think the branding at the end of the day, like, I think it's going to help just to bring awareness in this first year, second year. But if you get into, you know, the, you know, East group, a final pool games, and it, you see, you know, Tatum diving on the floor for a ball because they're three and one or two and one, they need this game to get to the quarterfinals and the players, you know, it, it, and you see that the players have like a little extra juice, which would be a great thing for, especially the beginning of the NBA season, which until, you know, NFL ends, a lot of people are kind of like, eh, I don't know, wake me up when Super Bowl's over, you know, this does give it that extra juice. And as long as the players buy in, the fans will buy in if the players buy in. That, that, that's the way I feel. Like, I just don't feel like, you know, it's going to matter unless the players buy in, which I don't see really why they wouldn't because they still would want to win a regular it, season game. And exactly. then maybe if it gets to be a quarterfinal, semifinal game, and it's like, you know what? I wouldn't have dove on the floor for that last loose ball last year in late November, early December, if it was the 17th game of the year and didn't mean as much. But if I dive on the floor and get that ball, I might get 500K. Like, all right, I'll dive dive for that ball. Right. And also, I I think another part of it, besides what you're talking about, is like, just the the reps that some teams are going to get, whether it's a a contending team that hasn't made it over the hump, or it's a, a young team that needs to get to another level like and potentially get some reps for the playoffs. Like imagine the cell. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know how the brackets work, but like imagine if this, the-, this is the other part that makes it kind of funny is nobody knows how it works. Nobody can name the groups. Like it, until we get to like actually maybe like the last pool game, no one's gonna understand how this thing works. Right. But imagine the Celtics end up playing the Heat, right? 
yeah. and like the Heat are like, you know what? We're coming out here and we're gonna still show you that we're we're the badasses, we're the big bad wolf on the block. And if the Celtics can vanquish the Heat in a one-off scenario, I truly think that will give them confidence, right? If the Heat beat the Celtics, I think the Celtics are gonna feel pretty shitty about themselves that they couldn't beat the Heat in a game that mattered. You know what I mean? Like those types of things I th- I think are important for um, let's just pick a team out there that needs to like the the fucking Clippers. The Clippers they they haven't won shit in in their franchise history. The 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 Pacers. Dude, if, 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 if the Clippers win this thing, you know how they're open, uh, like all everyone just keeps talking about. They keep making all these moves because they got no draft picks and they're opening up their building next year. If they win the in season tournament, they're <laughs> gonna put a billboard banners. They're gonna build their entire reputation going into this new solo building away from the Lakers. As you gotta come check out the NBA in-season tournament champions. Right. That's gonna be their whole MO going into that new building. But let's think let's think about the teams that like it would really be cool for them to win the in-season tournament that like actually have a chance. Like the fucking wizards aren't gonna win it, right? But yeah. like the Sixers, they need reps winning big games. Joel Embiid needs to show that he can fucking play in a big game because he's been terrible in the playoffs. If the Sixers somehow win this, I think that's a pretty big deal for the Sixers. I think that's a that's a step in the right direction for them as a franchise, being able to win something. The Mavericks. My, real quick, my own my only pushback to this, in in this, I think what you're saying is is what I hope this is 100 percent true in in two to three years. But once again, I think this all just depends on the players because you had a quote from like Jimmy Butler like a week ago where he was like. I don't really care until it's the you know NBA. Yeah, like, but Jimmy Butler is not the playoff. Blow hard, dude. Jimmy Butler. Right, right, right. I'm I'm just using that as an example. I I agree with you that that's going to be some shit Jimmy says, especially you know at the beginning of the season they're they're one and four. Well, they just won tonight. I think they're three and four now. But you know, my point being, I, I think they're. But, Jimmy only- but but to counter to counter that, Jimmy Butler's been to the finals two of the last three years or whatever it is, like right. two of the last four years. The Sixers have not. The Sixers have never right. like under this. When was the last time the Sixers were in the fucking finals? Like in the seventies? I'm I'm with you. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm well. Oh, oh, one with the with the Iverson team. Oh but, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. But the counterpoint to that is like, it's it, this. This is for me. One thing. My my biggest thing is just like the players are going to determine if this thing matters or not. Right. And if 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 the you know let's let's fast forward three years just just play along with this hypothetical Sixers win it this year and three years from now they have to go ahead and and trade Joel Embiid they've still never gotten out of the second round like is winning the in-season tournament just going to kind of be scoffed at like okay cool you guys won the in-season tournament you know what I mean and like so and you can't know that now of course like it's going to have to play out but that's for me where like if all the if all the biggest players are showing up and they're actually putting everything into it as if this is more and you can tell in games when it feels like it's more than just a regular season game we say this all the time like that had a playoff feel to it right there are regular season games that this happens in so if that happens in this tournament i think what you're saying about these big game reps will be true i i'm a little skeptical on that point i want it to be true i'm skeptical on that being the case right now here's my thing you started this whole conversation saying that normally you're a hater and at first and like the 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 way that you're talking about it i can feel that like hater haterade like you've been drinking the there is a realism to it like not not every there's not teams sitting out there's not every team sitting out there going Dude, this in-season tournament is so great for our big game oh. reps. Like, I think that's, I think, I just think that's a little bit of a jump that, like, like for for what it wants to be. Yes, that is absolutely the goal. For what yeah. it is, I'm a little skeptical that it is going to be that. I'm willing to find out. Like, let's go find out. I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's no harm in trying to find out. I just don't know that that's what it is right now. Yeah, but all the dude, like, I I don't understand people like you and like all these other people that that are like. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's, yes, it's, I'm, I'm in that group of other people. I love it. Oh, it, 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 it drives me fucking insane because you you guys are like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's the first year of doing something. Like, why the fuck does anybody care? There, uh, there's always the first year of some shit that's new. Yeah, that's, no, you're that's right. How, that's how new shit. Ha- that's how new shit works, bro. Like the three point line. I bet if you went back and re- read all the articles from the fucking three point line when it came out, that everybody was freaking the fuck out about it. You know what I mean? Like eventually, no, sure. I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so like no, I get it. when you're in the first year of something, it 
it's going to take some time for, for like you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with everything you're saying, um, for it to actually matter. And it will 100% depend on the players. My main point is if you put competitive people in a competitive environment, they're naturally going to compete and compete hard. You saw the Celtics versus the Wolves tonight. After, like they were trying their fucking ass off. Imagine the this, okay, I didn't get to finish my exercise, but imagine the Timberwolves win win this in season tournament. You're not going to tell that's going to you're not going to tell me that's huge for Anthony Edwards and like the Carl Towns is in the world. Carl <laughs> like, Towns in season so tournament excited. four time All Star in season tournament MVP. Carl the Anthony would Towns would be so excited <laughs> to win the end the in season tournament. The fucking Knicks, the Knicks would be excited, even though they wouldn't want to admit it. They would be excited to win the end in season tournament. The Hawks could really use an in season tournament victory. The Thunder, you know, all the young teams, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of like other other teams, like the late. It doesn't matter to the like this. I mean, the Celt- I mean, I think regardless of Celtics and Lakers, like maybe the Celtics because we haven't won a, a title with this group. No, the Lakers I, I, have I, I, won. Dude, I think there's any team that you could spin this as a massive positive for. I think there's every single team where you can say like the Lakers. They think we're done. Watch, we're going to win the in season tournament, and then that's going to propel us, and we're going to win the you know the right, whole right. thing. You know, we're going to go to the Celtics. We won the in season tournament, like. I'm sure, like like you said, as this develops, this could become like this is and this is the part of the goal of the NBA is like I know in in uh, international soccer there's like a name for it if you win like all three of if you win mm-hmm. like the league and the two FA yeah. Cup or it's, whatever, it's not the like, triple crown but something like that it, yeah it's something like that like th- th- there's gonna be something like that it's the double double cup or something I don't know that you, mm-hmm. that you that you win with this so like I think there's absolutely a case to be made and like I said I'm in for this experiment like let's see what happens. I'm yeah. I'm all in for the experiment. I'm I don't know if it's going to work. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily destined to fail either. I just think it's kind of like let's wait and see. Let's play it out. Let's have some fun. Let's make fun of these dumbass courts and these horrible jerseys and yeah. At the end of the day, we'll get a couple teams in Vegas in a neutral site that we've never get to see and maybe it goes well, maybe it's dumb. Who knows? We'll we'll find out in 3 years what the answer is. Hey, you're a realistic pessimist and I'm a black sheep optimist, baby. Hey, and with that, I think that's the perfect way to go ahead and wrap what turned into a, a unexpectedly lengthy episode that we didn't we meant to do a very quick hit here, but we got going today. It was a fun one, despite the Celtics taking their their first loss. This was a fun one. We got a busy week coming up here for the Celtics. Just a quick look ahead at their schedule here. Wednesday night, the Philadelphia 76ers at Philly, uh, and then as we mentioned, Brooklyn. The first play-in tournament game, your boy will be in attendance, followed by the Raptors the next night at home, and then the Knicks on Monday night. So a big week coming up ahead for the Boston Celtics to get back on track here. Five and one is the record. Greg, you're a black sheep optimist. Give us any final thoughts, and then let us know what we're going to hear on the way out. For those of you listening. Um, no final thoughts. I'll just put get this high. Black sheep optimist. I was going to put like an unreleased thing, but get this high. Black sheep optimist. <laughs> Maybe Enjoy. next time. Too bad. Peace out. Every time I get this high, I lose my mind. It don't take much no more. Until I hit the floor. Every time I get this high, it's you I find. It don't take much no more. Until I'm at your door. You come into my core, baby. What can I say? You got me on the floor, you know I came to play I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away I close my eyes and I'm floating in your river